This is In The Zone. They all want to know what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got you got Benjamin Albright and, and Albert Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In the Zone Network. This is In the Zone. Corn. Cardboard. Ass splinters. More corn. Blossom. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Things Fred Rogan would say. Hurry, hurry. Things Sam Crockett would say. Yes! Yeah! Yeah! On the In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, Derek King Sports is in the zone. This is it. The following segment contains language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, a.k.a. the living legend, K.I.L. One Ellen kill, but kill still kills. Joining me on our celebrity line, sponsored by Cafe Piazza, is the founder of Gateway Sports, still part of the In The Zone network. It is always good to be king. Derek King. Derek King, how you doing, brother? I am doing well, my man. It is so wonderful to hear your beautiful voice once again on the airwaves, my friend. You, did, did, did you like that? Because, you know, I, I freestyle that. You know, it's always good to be king. I just came up with that, man. Well, you just roll with it. Every single time <laughs> we get on the phone, we have conversations. You just roll with it. I mean, you just come with these things. And that's what I love about you, man. <laughs> so uh, I want the people to know that, of course, you still, you know, we're still working together. you still very much part of the End of Zone Network. But you got something new. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the guys that you have on board with you. Uh, Gateway Sports, um, again, man. I appreciate everything that you've done for the network, all your contributions, and and I'm so proud of what you've done over there at Gateway Sports so far. Tell our listeners that that are a little confused now about what they're seeing, but they're really seeing the same. Yeah, really what you're seeing is you're seeing a uh, an evolve. You're seeing it evolve as part of the process. And... Uh, I'm still within the zone. I'm still working with you guys, and I'm still doing some really super fun stuff with you guys. Uh, Gateway City Sports is a sports-centric group that's created by fans for fans. And it's just, it's the thing we live and we die by. We love what we do over there. We want to have the absolute best sports content that we can. And that's what, that's why we created this is because we wanted to make sure that we got the absolute hardest-hitting, best content out there for fans to be able to read, listen to, and be a part of that. 
And you know, one of the themes, especially today, uh, not chaos. I mean, there is chaos, and we're going to get to the chaos. But, you know, um, just the liberating feeling, right, of, you know, you got your platform. You, you got, you got some, some sweat equity, uh, you know, in the game. Now, you got real skin in the game. You're, you're in the middle, you know, of, of, of a, uh, you know, NFL lawsuit and, and, and XFL and all types of things. I mean, you, you're, you're, you're in the middle. I mean, remember, it was a couple of years ago, no, maybe about three years ago, you gave me your story. You sent me a story. I, I, I checked it out. I, I said, Arlington, you check this out. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's roll with them. Let's roll with them. I mean, you know, and the content wasn't coming frequently and whatnot, but every time you drop something, it did numbers. And then like, Again, right on time, man. You dropped that dirty deeds, man, and it's doing numbers, man. Yeah, dirty deeds. It's been something that's been a long time in the making, and I just, it's, I poured my heart and my soul into that article, into that piece. I did a lot of research, made a lot of phone calls, and, and did a lot of things. And, and I know that we will get into it, we will talk about it, but I mean, I, this is, I'm so proud. Uh, of this uh, this particular piece, and obviously, you know everything that goes with it. So, yeah, it's it's definitely my my pride and joy. It's my crowning moment up to this point. And I always talk about, and you can even see on my timeline on the Inner Zone Network timeline, on the Inner Zone Zone Show timeline. You know about about that being independent, and you know the importance of that and you i think this is me you know with with nearly two decades in this you know i can tell that you really appreciate just having your independence to be able to you know be able to put some content out and you know it's being absorbed you know and you're getting some great you know great great feedback on it and it's well deserved man i and listen you're just gonna just keep getting better you know i know you are yeah, and, you know, I cannot thank you guys enough over at In The Zone Network when, you know, there wasn't really anybody out there that's willing to give somebody starting out a chance and give them an opportunity. You guys gave me a platform. You said, hey, we're independent here, and, and this is how we roll, and this is how we do things. And, and you guys live and die by that credo uh, of being independent and staying independent and how critical it is because – if it wasn't for that independent platform that we talk about and we preach about right now, right here, we're, we're talking into, into the microphones and we're telling the audience out there how critically important it is to be independent because you can't write articles like Dirty Deeds over on GatewayCitySports.com. You can't write and do the things that you guys are doing over at In The Zone Network without being independent. And that's just, just the way that it is. We may not like it, but it's the truth. And, you know, I think sometimes people get independent, uh, mixed up with just being just loose and, you know, um, void of, of factual information, you know, and, and we always talked about truth and your truth or whatnot, but we always try to um, put the information out and then you let the, you know, the listener or, or the reader make, make their mind up, you know, because I always... Well, I always felt that 
you don't have the power to change somebody's mind, right? And I just figured that if you just put it out there, you let that individual, you know, make his or her mind up. Absolutely. That's really kind of the key factor. Uh, like you said, you know, when people get this uh, idea where they get confused of what independent really means, and like you said, I, I love the analogy of being a little bit loose. That's not really the case at all. We really do our homework, you know, both at In The Zone Network and over at Gateway City Sports. Because if you don't show to the reader, if you don't show to the listener or to the viewer that, number one, you know what you're talking about. Number two, you've done your homework. And number three, just being real and being like a fan instead of being some office first on the airwaves or, uh, you know, having in an article. People don't want that. They want real. And that's what we are over at In The Zone Network City Sports. That is the voice of Derek King of Gateway City Sports. Thank you, Arlington, for correcting me. Now we're going to get into the dirty deeds. And, you know, so it's been getting a lot of hits all over the country. And I want some of the people to, to if they don't mind, just, Derek, if you don't mind, pardon me, is, you know, kind of walking them through some of the things, you know, some quick highlights, quick cliff notes about dirty deeds. Well, thank you for the opportunity, first off, to talk about it. Uh, you, let's just go right through it. The Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, the NFL Relocation Saga Continues is the title of the piece. Uh, it details the, the relationship between the NFL and St. Louis when they decided to allow the Rams or help the Rams leave the St. Louis market in order to return to L.A., I've got videos detailing Kevin Demoff of the Rams lying directly, blatantly to uh, hosts on radio shows. I have uh, other evidence of memos, other evidence of statements from other uh, organizations that know the facts and what happened. The entirety of all of that, you know, these this is a type of piece that it took me a very long time to write. And the reason is, is I wanted to make sure that I had it right the first time. Because if I screwed one thing up, if I, if I made one mistake, it was going to be dismissed. And I didn't want that. And that's why it's gotten the amount of traction that it has, the detailing all these things throughout the entire process. And the lot and the, and the things that were done uh, in order to get that team, the Rams, out of St. Louis and back to L.A. in order to cash in on that number two television market is absolutely just amazing. It's spectacular all in its own right. And, you know, the I'm sure that a lot of the people who are, are reading it, they probably never heard this side of the story before. So, you know, you've always get the national narrative. And which, you know, was always, I always felt like uh, void of information because it always seemed different from what we was getting here. But, but nevertheless, you got a lot of people getting a chance to really see how St. Louis retreated. Absolutely. St. Louis was a, I don't even want to use the term victim. 
because they weren't even necessarily, uh, you know, uh, that in, in any case, because they did have something to do with it. There's no one that's sitting there saying that St. Louis uh, was completely innocent in the subject matter. In 1995, we know that's not to be true. We know that in 1995, when that lease was created, it was an absolutely sweetheart lease that allowed the Rams to escape. But the way that it was done, this is, this is the real crux of the entire conversation. This is what needs to be told and what people don't understand is that timeline from 2010 until 2000, the end of 2015 when the team left the market. What they did in that process of time is what this entire thing hinges on. And then you also mentioned, well, not so much mentioned, but uh, another thing in the Dirty Deeds that I want to hit hit on, uh, you highlighted, you know, that the NFL, you know, it, it's almost like um, the, the way I interpret it as their lust for money. You know, and I've always felt that that way about the NFL, too. It just seemed like they, whatever uh, benefit them be damn the players health and safety uh, be damn uh, uh, communities uh, you know be damned everybody else right absolutely you know it, it it really shows by the lack of interest that when the stadium task force was created and they came out with their stadium plan that was coached on by by the NFL and by a particular sect of the NFL owners, by a particular group, keep going, keep pushing. They were told this. They spent nearly $16 million in creating this plan. They got a viable plan on the table. And just as soon as they get a viable plan on the table, the NFL goes and releases a scathing memo, which, by the way, is linked in the article, you could actually see the real the real memo that was leaked by Kevin Demoff to news organizations, and one in particular news organization in St. Louis, that was intentionally done in order to disenfranchise the possible upcoming vote that was going to come down to whether they were going to okay this proposal or whether or not they were going to deny this proposal. Joining me on our celebrity live sponsored by Cafe Piazza is Derek King of Gateway City Sports. Uh, talking about his Dirty Deeds column, getting a lot of hits all over the country. Uh, you talk about the lies. Let's talk about the lies. I mean, the NFL, excuse me, I mean, uh, the Roger Goodell lied. I mean, Kroenke lied. Nothing but lies. And dirty yeah, you, you dirty can deeds, dirty deeds. it any way you want, but it's all lies. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's all lies. Dirty deeds talk about lies. That's really what this is all about: is to emphasize the links that the that the Rams organization and the NFL went to in order to get this team out of the St. Louis market. Let's make no mistake, and let's be very clear. St. Louis market is an amazing market. It is a good, it's, it's a great sports market. They supported a bad team for a lot of years. They supported the Big Red that was a bad team for a lot of years. 
And for them to make the assessment that they made in order to get out of St. Louis is bunk. They created it. It was a, it was by design. And I've got all of the proof in the pudding in this article that you can go over to gatewaycitysports.com. Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. And you can read all through it. And you will be more educated and you will be smarter on what is going on and what has happened during that process. Hey, you know something else? The fans... This time around, they seem like they was going to be damned if they let this happen, you know, because they they really mobilized and they they got they got on the uh, the uh, the sports commission and 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 put a lot of heat on on civic leaders. And I'm glad that they they you know went on with this lawsuit. Yeah, correct. And you know the the people that they've got heading that lawsuit are just some of the smartest, brightest. Uh, sharpest people that they could potentially get to run that thing and you know the fact of the matter remains is that that's that's put them in a really good situation and the 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 entire thing the leg that they have to stand on the, the entire sturdiness of the ground that's underneath their feet with this lawsuit is we based this entire stadium proposal and everything that we did based off of like the last four to six different stadiums that were built, the public funding that were put into those, the leases that were created. So if all of those were accepted, and if all of those were okay, then why is it that the St. Louis proposal was deemed inadequate? And in the words of Stan Kroenke's scathing report that he gave to the NFL, would lead any NFL team to financial ruin if they were to accept that deal. You know, Derek, I hate to sound like a skipping CD. Uh, You know, you can't be a broken record now. When Bob Blitz told me five years ago that St. Louis will remain an NFL city no matter what, I haven't wavered not one bit. So, So now... You know things. Things are starting to to change. We, we are starting to hear some 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 rumblings. We, we're seeing some similar situations happening in Jacksonville. I, I see that Jacksonville is now the chic thing to talk about on the St. Louis timeline. Derek, give the people some predictions. You know they want it. You know they're in your inboxes. Uh, what, what 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 do you foresee? I definitely foresee the Jacksonville Jaguars moving. They are making all the same exact moves, but, and let me preface it by saying this, they're doing it a lot smarter. They're going through the process step by step. But make no mistake, the Jacksonville Jaguars have one foot out the door and they got their big toe dragging back behind them. So the city of Jacksonville better wise up and they better realize there's probably no keeping that team in a market that consists of potentially about 800,000 people in the metro in comparison to a market like St. Louis that has 2.2, 2.5 million in the metro and not even considering the surrounding areas within that market around St. Louis too as well. That's just the Jaguars. Let's not forget about the Tennessee Titans, too, as well. The state of Tennessee and the city of Nashville have been extraordinarily clear in their convictions 
you are not going to receive public funds for another stadium. They've made it clear the onset. They're not wavering from their conviction. They're staying the course. So there's a very realistic possibility you could be seeing not only the Jacksonville Jaguars be moving, but you could also potentially see the Tennessee Titans be moving too because their lease expires in 2027. The Jacksonville Jaguars lease expires in 2030. However, all leases have a certain particular set of language in them that allows certain particular escape clauses, i.e. the St. Louis escape clause and what allowed the Rams to leave out St. Louis back to L.A. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to put a bow on it. You know, um, there will not be an NFL team in London. There would not be an NFL team in Mexico. I don't know why people keep talking about it. I don't know why they keep bringing that goofy shit up in the timeline. It's not happening. If it was going to happen, it would have been happening. The CFL is not going to allow the NFL uh, to set up shop there. You know, and in and, and response to the Buffalo Bills with lukewarm in, in Toronto, anywhere, they're not leaving Buffalo. Stop talking about it. You know, and, and look at look look at the world that we're living in today, Derek. Can you, can you imagine the NFL playing in Europe? Be for real. Mexico, be for real. You know? Absolutely. And you look at the London situation, exactly what you said. London is a logistical nightmare. The NFL right now has a problem logistically with their own teams in the continental United States, let alone branching out across the pond over into London or over into Europe in some way, shape, fashion, or form. You're going to have to bring that team over here for four games, for four straight road games. How are you going to get players to play over there? You're talking taxes. You're talking travel expenses. You're talking all these things. Listen, folks, London is not happening. That's an arguing point that they're just continuing to use in order to hold cities and municipalities feet to the proverbial fire. It's the same thing they're doing with Mexico. San Antonio, my friends down there. I love Texas, the great state of Texas. San Antonio has been screwed over not once, not twice, but three different times on potentially landing an NFL team to where now they have just given up because they see the writing on the wall and there's no way that Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys and the late Bob McNair's estate in the Houston Texans will ever allow another team into that market. It's not going to happen. All right, Derek King, what is the best way to keep up with you? The best way to keep up with me is always to go over to Twitter at Derek King Sports. You can go over to Facebook, the Derrick King Sports Show over on Facebook. You can also uh, follow Gateway City Sports, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine yards. Obviously, I'm always doing everything uh, over in the Zone Network, too, as well. Obviously, I'm here on the show with you guys today, my friends. And <laughs> that's the best places that you can find me. But absolutely, go over to www.gatewaycitysports.com for your latest dose of of all the good news and the fun news that's in the world of sports today. And real quick, you got a new piece dropping. Absolutely. Brand new piece to follow up Dirty Deeds that we just kept talking about. And this is, I don't want to say part two because it's not necessarily a part two. 
But what this is, is an ongoing storyline. It is a continuation of the saga of the NFL and their never-ending reach and span for more money and more revenue. The headline of that article is The NFL Cartel, Money Never Sleeps. And it is an absolutely in-depth story of how the NFL does what they do and how they get it done. You don't want to miss this. Go over to gatewaycitysports.com, read it, check it out, and make sure you like, you share, you subscribe, you do all that stuff. Because if you don't, you're not going to know when articles like this come out. All right, Derek, thank you so much. And you know we'll be in touch. Thank you, sir. I appreciate everything you guys do and stay independent. All right, we're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone. And this is the network. This is In The Zone. And I give him credit for that. But that has absolutely nothing to do with him being a head coach. That has nothing to do with him being a complete failure. That has nothing to do with him being a pompous ass. You're listening to In The Zone. City to city, state to state, worldwide. And I'm not even trying to be funny or at all, but it's a real good thing that Jeff Fisher was never, was never part of me, Larry Fitzgerald Jr. head coach, because if he was, his numbers would look like Kenny Britt. On the In The Zone Network. Palm Alexander for the In The Zone Network. I want to tell you about a newest sponsor, Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pieces of beer and wine. All cash tips go to furloughed employees. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, Breakfast Pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294, 314-343-0294, and a thank you for your business.